Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello. Hello, Amanda. Good morning. Good morning to you. (laughs) Wow. 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 It's a Wednesday, but it feels like a Monday. So last night I had a meeting at the kids' school and I walked in at the same time as another mom, my friend Katie. And I was like, man, it's a real Monday kind of Wednesday. She's like, it's Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yep, exactly. That's that's where I am. Yeah. That's where I am. Yeah. Like even my morning meeting, it was like, she was like, okay, I got to, I have to be there at 9, 10 instead of 9. We had a lost coat incident this morning Mm -hmm. and then I couldn't get the link and then I joined the wrong waiting room and then we were just mismatched all around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It just feels, it has a very Monday-esque vibe today. Yeah. And, and I mentioned to you that I'm you know, I don't know if this is just a coincidence, but March the last few years has been hitting me harder. Yes. Um, we're now at the end of March. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's the kind of uh, trauma response from three years ago when the world shut down, but just feeling a little iffy. Yeah. Iffy this month. But I'm going to try to keep it peppy on the podcast. going to try to keep it peppy. Sometimes peppy. And- sometimes the podcast is just what the doctor ordered. Honestly, it is. Yes. For us and hopefully also our listeners. But yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're going to fight our little Wednesday blues. I'll give you a perfect bar. Oh, thank you. That'll help. Just a glob of peanut butter is what I need. I, mean, I, I told you that I, I sent you a picture because they do have the chocolate chip cookie dough. Not as good. It's not as good. Yeah. I mean, listen, I can just eat cookie dough nope. on my own. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not um, as good. No, the peanut butter bar, perfect bars are just are just perfect. Yeah. No pun intended. Um. Brooke, you washed your hair this morning. I did. And it, this is usually not like- Which a, is not a, normally like an event to discuss. But when you not. have curly hair, wash day, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And a lot of times I wash at night. Yes. Um, but like just the way this morning was going, like you yeah. had a meeting and I didn't have to get here till a little later. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wash the hair. I'm going to make it a wash day. And it looks a little different because I haven't scrunched out the crunch yet. Tell us, tell us, Brooke, about scr- – and this is what's happening with my foot right now also. Junie is eating a really stinky bone. And it's fine. And she keeps on wanting to be right next to Brooke. Yeah, we keep giving so, her a little perch like on the other side of the room and she keeps – She's a little further away from you right now than she yeah, was before. Yeah, I can't smell the bone. Okay. <laughs> you can. Okay. You just give me the luck. Okay. So walk us through, through, Brooke, the scrunching out the crunch. Well, so the whole thing with curly hair is that 
it's a whole process. There's a whole lot of yeah. I did I did dip my toe into the curly hair world in 2020. I'm somewhat familiar. But you don't have curly hair. I thought I did. <laughs> I was right. identifying as a curly haired girl at the yeah. time. Which no one with perfect bangs like yours <laughs> could possibly have curly Cur- hair because I tried to have bangs in the past, as I think we've discussed. Yes. And like they just no, they don't. I thought I was wavier than I was. Yeah, you do have a nice little texture, but I would not call it curly. Okay, yeah. but yeah. So this morning my hair is still looking a little like wet and limp, even though it's not wet anymore. Mm-hmm. But the whole process is that like I put all of the product in the wet hair. Mm-hmm. I do the leave-in conditioner. I do the mousse. I do the gel, and I only do this like every five days, mm-hmm. sometimes six. <laughs> don't get near me on day five because I'm like it's gross. And but sometimes you got to plan with the. Soap social events yep, and all yep, the, yep. and I don't see people all the time because I work from home. So anyway, this morning I did the whole routine. I did the diffuser and the less I touch it while it's wet, the better it will look later. So I have to mm-hmm, resist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. messing with it. Fussing with it, fussing. which is hard because I'm always, I'm a hair fusser. I diffuse it, but then I don't quote unquote scrunch out the crunch until yep. usually a few hours later. One reason that I wash my hair a lot at night is because then I diffuse it. I put it up in the high ponytail on top of my head. And you scrunch out in the morning? Scrunch out in the morning. Right. And it's like, wee. It's like- it's Are like, you going to scrunch it out while you're here today? Do I get to I witness this? I mean, I can this? if you want to see how it grows. I want to see it. It's fascinating. Yeah. We'll do a little before and after I was going to say, I was going to say, could For we do a before fans. and after, but I didn't want to, you know- well, I've got my good enough t- good enough ish t shirt on too, so we can like. No, you don't. A- you have on your CFIT t shirt. No. Oh, t shirt. Sweatshirt, Amanda. Oh, sweatshirt. Like- oh, okay. I'm so used to you wearing your it should be fine sweatshirt. I know that's usually where my- is it? Laundry? What's coming? Kind of yeah, laundry? I wore it yesterday. Yeah. So I okay. To take a break. Anyway, I'm thinking about doing something a little bit drastic to my good enough ish sweatshirt. What do you mean? Well, I like a nice tunic look. I like I don't like my sweatshirts to be tight at so the bottom. I want to cut it. You see what's happening here with yes. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to maybe do that. I, it's going to make it look kind of rough and tumble though. But that's kind of the look. I think you could just cut off the whole band at the bottom and then oh. and then maybe cut up this inside. Oh, cut I off the know. whole band. I mean, but then that might make it too short. But it's you ordered like an oversized. I did. Yeah, I can. did. All right. Maybe can we do this today? Sure. Because I feel like I need some help. Because okay. I tend to like just be like, it should be. I tend to be like, it should be fine. And then you ruin the. Piece and of when clothing. you say it should be fine, and you have a pair of scissors in your hand, that's not a good combo. Whether it's bangs or clothing, it's not always fine. No. Yeah. Um. All right, Brooke. We have a lot of updates to get through. We do. I have another beauty-related question, but uh, I want to get to a couple of your updates first. Okay. <laughs> so this real big one that I texted you about moments after it happened on, yeah. was it Monday morning? I believe it was because it was like, if today feels like a Monday, re- Monday really felt like a Monday. Yeah. And I opened my laptop and like nothing happened. I pressed all the buttons. Mm. I pressed the power button, black screen, nothing. I was like, oh, this is fun. I plug it in thinking maybe it wasn't charged overnight like I thought it was. Plug it in, give it a couple minutes, press the on button, nothing. I gave it a solid 10 to 15 minutes while mm. I was like making my breakfast. Yeah. Trying not to panic, but I did look up that we have like a local 
um, Apple repair store that it's not an Apple store. Oh, I need to know about this place. It's amazing. It's really? in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. They one time, I had like a major issue with my laptop that the Apple store wanted to take my computer away for 10 to 15 days. No, we days. can't now. Like it's my livelihood. I yes. have one laptop. Yes. And I took it to this Mac repair guy at like 5 p.m. on a Tuesday. It was mm-hmm. ready by 11 a.m. the next day. Yes. Because he has the parts. It ended up being cheaper. And like I wanted to hug him. I didn't because that would have been a little Violation strange. of boundaries. Violation of personal you space know, and boundaries. He probably does get hugged a lot. He probably does. <laughs> but I was like, okay, they open at 10. This was like 9.50. I was getting ready to pack up the stuff and go. Thought I needed a new battery. So I jokingly – but kind of not jokingly said to Nick. I was like, can you just come stand next to this? Because we've talked about how like yes. technology, a lot of times you just need someone else to stand next to it and suddenly it works. Guess what happened, Amanda? I cannot believe this. I pressed the power button. Boom. It made the little ding sound. It came on. I looked at him. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Oh my gosh. It worked. So if something breaks, just call Nick and he'll come stand next to it. Yes. And I mean, this is our thing too. Like if something breaks for him and I come stand next to it, of course it works. Right. I love this. It's not just him. But yeah, I mean, this was 15 minutes of dead laptop. That's insane. I know. He must, you guys must have like a strange like electrical charge that comes off of your body <laughs> must or something. Be. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about getting a Mac. I'm, I you mean, know, I'm an Apple lover. Yes. I love my Apple Watch. I love my Apple phone. <laughs> my yeah. Apple phone. My Apple phone. I do. But I've always, for some reason, I have never been able to like navigate, navigate Mac very well, like the actual computers. Like I've only navigated Macs since I was 18 years old. But you so know when I, 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 I'm frustrated by the friction of if I want to get a photo off of my phone and look at it on the computer, I have to send it to myself sometimes oh, or no. I can't, the text messages or like whatever. But that, so my computer is about six years old. Okay. So, so you're due for almost time. Maybe. I think what we're going to do, because Fernando bought a Mac and he doesn't really need it, need it right now. So I think we might trade. Okay. So that I can see what I think. Okay. So a little trial period. It does take some getting used to if you're going from. And I know like some of my system. clients have Macs and stuff. So I've, you know, tinkered. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love it that like I, I can take photos and just as long as my Bluetooth on my computer is on, it just connects. I think it will eliminate some friction. It eliminates a lot of friction. I love like if I'm texting friends during the workday, people are like, you are so fast. Like you type so fast. Yeah. I'm like, that's because I'm on my computer. Yeah. You know, I just have the messages app on my computer because I hate typing on my phone. Yes. I still have never been good at it. Because we're like, old, we're like elder just, millennials. Like yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I fully support you trying a MacBook. Yeah. Um, I'm probably, yeah. I mean, you see my current one. Um, it's got some tape on the How cord. old do you think this puppy is? I believe I got this right after Paige was born. So it's about seven years old. Yeah. I was ca- I called the Mac. Uh, we're going, none of these things are on the updates list, Brooke, that we're talking about. Well, I, it's pe- Ramble Fest. The, the people want more of our Ramble. The Pam people like the Ramble Fest. So yeah. I was on the phone with the Mac support store the other day helping a client, and the the computer that we were working on was something like seven years old or yeah. something. And she was, and we were, you know, I was like, is it worth it to troubleshoot all of this? And she was like, honestly, when a computer start to get to around five years, 
I'm usually telling people that it's time to make a transition. When you start getting to six and seven, that's when you're really going to start to have problems. I just looked it up. This is a MacBook Pro 15 inch from 2016. So that is almost seven years. Yep. And it is, uh, like I said, it's my livelihood. I use it every single day. Yeah, that so Monday morning signal might have been the, like... It was <sighs> definitely a little signal. And fortunately, all of my files are in the cloud. Yeah. Um, we use Dropbox and, you know, so I wasn't... I, it just, it would be a super annoying thing to have yes. to reinstall all the Adobe software and, and all that stuff. You're going to get to get a new one soon, uh, though. Yeah, hopefully soon-ish. But soon-ish. yeah, this one's, this one's definitely served me well, but also falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another story I just wanted to clarify, which this made I me laugh. I saw this on the notes. I was, was like, like, oops. So, but it took me like several days to realize <laughs> this error. Ellen Hildebrand mm-hmm. and Laura Hillenbrand are two <laughs> different authors. We were like, I was talking about how I was reading an Ellen Hildebrand book. And you were like, oh, I love that book, Unbroken. Nope. Two separate authors. But uh-huh. coincidentally... Like two days after we recorded that, Nick walks in the door. We have a little free library at the end of our block that yeah. he frequents. <laughs> and he walks in the door with Unbroken. And I was like, oh my gosh, Amanda and I were just talking about that. And then I looked at the name. I was like, oh. oh different so authors. Just clarifying. So he's going to start reading it? He just he already read it. He said it was wonderful. Right? Yeah. So it's on my list. Okay. But I won't read the hard copy because I'm a Kindle snob. So yes. I already got on the wait list for my Kindle. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yeah, two okay. Two different people. Two totally but very different similar. People. That's Hildebrand and Hillenbrand. Yeah, in my brain, my brain reads those the exact as the I mean, exact same that's, way. It's, yeah, that's tricky. Yeah. So I have a question, Brooke. You have a beauty question. Let's All right. See what you got here. So we've talked about ponds. Yes. All right. I see the the face that you're making is the problem that I'm having. Okay. Which is that I believe I purchased the wrong product. Yes. I do not have that. That's a moisturizer, Amanda. I you thought got, you were cleaning your eyes with no, a moisturizer. No, no, no. So, okay, hold on. Let me. I'm supposed to. I was supposed to get the cleansing cream. Hold is on. what I was. I'm holding Pons, everyone, and okay. it says on it dry skin cream facial moisturizer. And I thought there was only one kind no, of Pons, no. and that's what you use to clean your. Okay, you want what are the you one using? with the. Gr- Yours has a blue lid. Uh huh. This is the green lid. Right. Pond's cold cream makeup remover. That's what I want. Okay. That's what you want. So have you been removing your makeup? I did it once. And let me just tell you, because I think that, no, that's not true. I was going to say, I think that Pond's might have started off as just a cold cream. Yeah. And people used it to take off eye makeup. Right. So I don't, I think I... I just okay. I mean, you can use moisturizer. Like you basically just need can something. I, well, how do you do it? Okay, here's what I do. <laughs> wow, I feel upset about it. <laughs> it was an aggressive eye close. <laughs> I feel upset about it because it like, I, I don't know feel... if you all heard that sigh. But... <laughs> okay, okay. So talk me through it. <sighs> dry face with makeup on it. Okay, I take. I stick the fingers in. I get a little healthy dose. Dry face. Yes, totally dry face. I rub the Pond's cold cream mostly over my eye makeup, but then also like on my whole face because I usually do like um, – Under eye concealer. Under eye concealer uh-huh. and like on the little dark spots uh-huh. and, thing, and blush and things like that. Uh-huh. Then I take my microfiber washcloth, which, which is moist. About it. I wet that. 
Just moist. hold on a second. I hate okay? okay. Just okay. let me. All right. All right. <laughs> You're like moist. Just let me go. <laughs> wow. I'm going to stop talking. No, I'm going to stop talking. All right. I'm going to drink my coffee. Okay. Coffee. Um, so yes, I wet half of my mm-hmm. um, microfiber washcloth. I remove the Pond's cold cream with that. I sometimes run it underwater a second time to make sure I get all of it off okay. on my eyes. Okay. And then with my face still wet, I use a CeraVe um, gentle cleanser. So oh. the Pond's cold cream is removing the makeup, but just because I have skin that tends to break out easily, okay. I additionally – I mean, I think it's recommended that you do a second oh, really? process, like a cleanser. Oh. The Pond's cold cream is removing the eye makeup, and I guess it's – it's called, yeah, it's not even called a, well, yeah, it does say deep cleanser, but I prefer to use a gentle cleanser after. Okay. So then with the dry half of my microfiber, no, wait, let me, let me go, let me take it back. So I use my CeraVe gentle cleanser, rinse my face then, and then I use the dry side, dry half of my microfiber cloth and I dry the face. Okay. And then I do the moisturizer toner type of things. Okay. Okay. So there's it's a multi-step process. All right, but I I'm so I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and get the 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 cleanser. The one with the green lid. But I can keep this. I can sure. still use this as if my you moisturizer. Like it as a moisturizer. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. nice. I kind of like it. And like if you're in a bind, you can use moisturizer. All that's doing is just like I used to um, sometimes use moisturizer and like put it on my eyelids, obviously keep your eyes closed, and then use like a mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. either washcloth or cotton cotton, cotton yeah. pad or something to remove the eye makeup. Okay. So it's it's more gentle than like scrubbing your eyes with a soap. But okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I needed okay. a walkthrough. Okay. I needed a walkthrough. All right. And I'm happy to help. Um, I also just wanted to let everyone know that um, – Apparently, so you know, we've talked about how Paige is really into her her stuffies. Yeah, and there's like a new favorite each week. We've mm-hmm. all heard of Precious Gate. Um, sometimes she wants me to entertain or snuggle with one of her stuffies. So one mm-hmm. night she was like, "I want you to sleep with this one," uh-huh. and I was like, "Okay, you know, bring it in my room, and then when she comes in in the morning, whatever." But I was like, you know what? This, this actually <laughs> looks kind of nice. Pretty nice. <laughs> so it's this pink unicorn pig that I call Unipig. Pink Nick Nick Unicorn Pig. Nick calls it Pigacorn. <laughs> I think Unipig has more of a Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just a funny little thing that we do. Um, but I was like, I am gonna snuggle with this. How big is this thing? It's like, oh, it's big. It's a it's a medium size one, so it's like the perfect size because uh, I I'm a side sleeper, so it's the perfect size that if I roll over on my side uh, and I just hold on a little tight. So I just want to recommend sleeping. If, yeah, if you want to sleep with a medium size yeah. squishmallow that is a unicorn pig, just go for it. You know, they do have a really – there's a Swishmallow on my couch I mean, right now. They really do just have a – they have a nice heft. Yeah. A nice – yeah. They're, they're squishy, but, like, they're also substantial. Like, they don't squish down like a pillow that needs, like, a lot of fluffing. Yeah. Like, they re, yeah. regain I their support shape. this. So, you know, like I said, March sometimes feels like a sometimes bit of a drag. You need, sometimes you just need to hug a Swishmallow. Sometimes you do. Yeah. So. I love it. Yeah. 
I love Anywho. it. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's our Is that updates. it? Yeah, I think it's not about it for I, our updates. I think that's it for my updates. All yeah. right. I need to calm down from my pot, pod, pawns. You know, yeah. I don't know why I felt so frustrated about it. Because it's like, what, like $4? It's not. No, like it's, I feel like I just didn't. I don't like it when I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing, and that was frustrating me. Okay. All right. All right. And I was Googling it, and nobody was helping me. Really? Nobody was helping. No YouTuber was helping me. Probably because it's for old ladies. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. But, but So that's why I brought it downstairs today, so that you would help me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As soon as I saw it there, I was like, well, it's the wrong one, <laughs> but I'm going to wait till we're on the air. Okay. <sighs> All right. Let's, let's take, take a, a break. break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. We're back. Amanda, we're back. And a big topic of conversation. I feel like I've mentioned this several times, both on the podcast and it's been a topic of conversation in our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Is memoirs. Ugh. We've. T- I talked a bit about that. I recently listened to Prince Harry's memoir, mm-hmm. Spare, and I've thrown some out there here and there. I love a memoir. Love a memoir. I love a celebrity memoir, Ugh. and I think. I think part of the reason I love it is because, listen, I've been known to like followpeople.com and maybe Us Weekly back in the past, but that's like a lot more gossipy. But like, you know, it's not usually from a celebrity's perspective, even though sometimes it includes quotes. It's a guilty pleasure. Yes. But like memoirs feel like um, it's – it feels like someone telling me their life story on their own terms – and it's a more personal way to kind of scratch that celebrity itch mm. is, is what I'm going with. So we thought today we'd just kind of chat about some of our favorite memoirs, some of which we have some overlap, mm-hmm. some of which we quote all the time. Yes. And we might have to reveal our favorite Sally Field um, memoir moment. Yes. And um, yeah, just put some maybe unknown titles out there for our listeners who also like the memoir, memoir, the memoir, and um, and then we can't wait to hear from you. What are some other memoirs that we should read? Quick aside, yeah, because asides are us. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting how some French words stay French? Like memoir is a French word that we never changed, or like fiance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Certain French words that just stay French, yeah. Or how we say bon appetit instead of like enjoy your meal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that bit of like Francophile. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 So where should we start? <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe where to we start. should start with Sally Field. I think we should because I think several years ago, I think I started reading that. Did I start listening to that like the very beginning of the pandemic? Or maybe. maybe even before, and I told you about it, and then maybe a year or two later, you listened to it mm-hmm. and reminded me of a part that I had kind of forgotten about but felt very relevant sometimes to our lives as business owners trying to pursue several different creative things that sometimes feel like 
it can be a slog. It can yes. be really hard. Yes. Um, this podcast, we love it. We make yes. $0 from it, <laughs> except for maybe a little bit of the money that we've made from merch that has gone straight back into producing Us the buying podcast. our own merch. <laughs> yes, exactly. But there was a whole bit in Sally Field's memoir, In Pieces, where she is literally signing autographs in the unemployment line because after she got all of this acclaim for what was it? Gidget and the Flying Nun. Mm -hmm. She wasn't getting jobs. Mm -hmm. And she was literally collecting unemployment, mm -hmm. yet was this well-known face that everybody loved. Yeah. And sometimes we reference that, like, when it feels like on the outside. Like, wow, you're crushing it. You're like, crushing it's it. And it's like signing <laughs> autographs in the unemployment line yep. over here. It just is, I don't know, it's just such a relatable moment for many people. Yeah. And I love, you know, Sally Field is not something, you know, I, I would have never, I'm a huge Sally Field fan, you yeah. know, but I um, learned, I mean, I just learned so much about them as people. And um, I mean, these are just normal, real people yeah. with normal lives that go on to be people that we feel like we know, but we don't, you know, right. I have this whole, I have a real, um, how would I describe it? I really empathize with celebrities. Yeah. I think Same. being a celebrity is so incredibly freaking hard mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, like her job, like Sally Field, for example, she's an actor. Mm -hmm. That's what her job is. Her job, but they become these public figures mm -hmm. that we somehow feel like we have a right to know all the ins and outs of them. And also being an actor, they're required to be fit and skinny and young and all of this kind of stuff. Like we talked, we've talked about um, Jessica Simpson's memoir, mm -hmm. which- So good. Ugh. I mean, that scratches the whole, were you raised in the 80s and 90s itch? Uh, did you watch Newlyweds on MTV? Right. Yes, I did. You right. Know? Yeah. Well, and I have a few friends who like laughed hysterically when I was like, her memoir is so it's good. so good. It Jessica Simpson. Amazing. Open book, They were like, right? what? Jessica Simpson? But it is just facts fascinating, especially because she was really at that pivotal time in like the late 90s, early 2000s, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Jessica Simpson came from a more Christian background. Mm -hmm. And so she was marketed as more of this like clean cut blonde superstar. Yeah. And it backfired in a lot of ways because, yeah. I mean, she was a literal child. Yeah. And a lot of things in the late 90s and early 2000s, you look back now and you're like, I cannot believe it was okay that someone was asking Britney Spears about her virginity when she was- At a press conference. At a press an conference, conference right. when she was, what, 17 years right. old. Like, that is so inappropriate in for anyone, but- a literal child being asked those things. She might not have been 17. But anyway, I She might have been. She might have been. Yeah. But um, so just getting a peek into like what was really going on. Well, yeah. Like I think really pulling back the curtain on how we are being marketed to as yeah. consumers. Like yes. when Jessica Simpson got signed, they were like, congratulations, you got a record deal and you need to lose 20 pounds in two months. Yeah. And it's like, or, you know, we've talked before about, you know, I can't even watch The Wizard of Oz anymore because I just know that they were pumping Judy Garland full of diet, diet pills mm -hmm. the entire time. So I think I really appreciate 
the openness, seeing what's happening in the industry for these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this before Harvey Weinstein, 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 Weinstein mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein. I mean, Jesus, like the things that these actresses in particular mm-hmm. have had and um, musicians have had to go through. It just mm-hmm. it 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 brings to light just as a society causes me to question a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Well, and I always think, you know, there's a lot of people who deal who view um celebrities with a lot of cynicism like, oh yeah, they have a lot of problems. They have millions of dollars. Well, I'm sorry, millions of dollars doesn't fix things. No, and it doesn't buy happiness. Yes, it makes a lot of things in life easier. Yeah. But I'm sure You know, it also complicates things a lot. Like, I can't wait till the day that Taylor Swift writes a memoir because, I mean, she has done a lot to, you know, fight the industry on Mm -hmm. recording artists earning the money that is owed to them for a lot of these streaming services and things. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people viewed that really cynically, like, yeah, like Taylor Swift needs more money. Well, Taylor Swift is a business. Yeah. Like, yes, she's a human, but she has hundreds probably of people that are dependent on her for an income. So I'm always fascinated by like the true inner workings. And like a lot of these people may look successful and wealthy, but at the end of the day, like what they're bringing home is not millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. I think you and I also both read Jeanette McCurdy's Mm. book, I'm glad my mom died, which is a very uh, obviously intense title. intense title. I did not know. I knew that she had been someone on like Nick, Nickelodeon, iCarly, iCarly. Yeah, that wasn't our generation. It wasn't and our we generation. didn't have kids that watched that show. That no. wasn't their generation. So I wasn't very familiar with her either. But like hearing about um, what she went through, I mean, there was a lot of trauma involved in her story. Um, yeah, so much of a very some like a, a lot of it is involving weight. Yeah, so much of what they talk about is weight. Yeah, and the industry and even parents trying to get you know kids to lose weight yes. or so that they like, look younger. Like in Jeanette's case, her mom wanted her to look smaller. Yeah, and so was really helping her, teaching her basically how to be anorexic. Yeah, so that she could be smaller and look younger. Um. And yeah, it's it's intense. I recently, over last summer, I listened to Jennifer Gray's memoir, <gasps> Out of the Corner, <gasps> Baby from Dirty Dancing. Mm. And that was also fascinating about her nose job. I which, freaking love that movie. Oh, it's so good. She really regrets her nose job, doesn't she? Yes. Because she feels like it makes her, look, makes her look like a different person. Oh, it absolutely did. And if you listen to her or if you read the memoir, I listened to the audiobook, obviously. As you know, um, it was fascinating that she really did not want that drastic of a change. Yeah. And that was what the industry um, wanted. Well, no? no, that was what the plastic surgeon like uh. took it upon himself to do. Ooh. She was in the middle of a break from filming a movie. And when they went back, like they had to shoot all of these scenes from super far away because she did look like a totally oh, different person. Oh my gosh. And she was like, I'm so sorry. This was not intended. But it did totally it, she does. She looks affect like her career yeah. and ruin it in ways that I think a lot of people are like, oh, why did she do that? I'm like, well, maybe she didn't mean to, to that extent. And it was plastic surgery gone wrong. But I'm sure she got this feedback like, well, you need to do something about your nose. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And so she's like, okay, if I want to have a career, I'm going to have to do something about my nose. And then you, you overcorrect and you get punished for that. Yep. Yeah. You just can't win. You can't win. So the memoir that I'm listening to right now that I am loving is Hello, Molly by Molly Shannon. Love and this her. is the one that I feel like you have to listen to yes. it. You I have mean, to. She is so funny and so joyful and so quirky and like – also, I love that she is really embracing aging. Mm-hmm. Like she looks like her own age mm-hmm. and she's not apologetic about it, but she also just looks wonderful and joyful. Mm-hmm. Like when you see her, um, she has reappeared in some things recently. She yeah. was in a funny show called The Other Two. Okay. I tried to start watching this the, the other day, Brooke. I didn't like the first episode. Okay. So should I keep going? Keep going. I thought it was funny. It's about basically kind of like a Justin Bieber yes. type celebrity that has two older siblings who are like struggling (laughs) through life but the younger sibling is like a superstar and molly shannon is the stage mom yeah and it's just hysterical and she was in the first season of the white lotus that's right she was very funny in that so love her but i had no idea Uh, her like origin story really traumatic childhood yes really traumatic childhood yeah but yet she – I don't know how far you are into the book, but she – I'm like 75% through. Okay. So, I mean, she did a lot of like wild things in her yeah. youth. And some of them were obviously a trauma response. We now know yeah. um, from what she went through. But just her story is so fascinating yeah. and how wonderful things kind of came to her yeah. in a way because she was the, just this joyful, like happy-go-lucky person. Yes. And yeah, and as an one. SNL huge fan, I'm loving hearing the behind the scenes yes. of SNL. Yes. And just even how it works that like they get picked up at for at, in limos to go to go to the show and like they get their own personal limo to the after party and the whole process of like they have to pitch the host on Mondays if they want the host to be in the sketch and mm-hmm. you know that they do the dress rehearsal and then the it's just like I love hearing all the stuff. Yeah, we do. A, we have a lot of um, Sally O'Malley references in our house. Do you remember Sally yes. O'Malley character? Yes. Um, that was the like older woman that wore like the real tight yes. pants and like the kind of crop top. And she's like, I kick and I stretch and I kick. <laughs> and it's fun to hear like who those characters are based yes. on. Yeah. Yes. She based so many of her characters on just really quirky yeah. kids or like um, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Yeah. Oh, I've been watching because she'll talk about a skit like, oh, one we did one with Whitney Houston and then I'll watch yes. the one with Whitney Houston. And it's so funny to yes. watch it knowing like, oh, this was what was happening in the background or whatever. Yeah. So in 2021, I believe, I listened to three celebrity memoirs in a row that ended up being like some of my favorites of all time. So I'm going to tell you what they were. Mm-hmm. A Very Punchable Face by Colin Jost. I have a crush on him. Who was also who is also on SNL. Yeah. Now married to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, because they met on the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And his memoir. I gotta so read it. People either love him or think he has a very punchable face. They do not like him. And so I love that he kind of embraces that. He yes. knows that he in some circles is unlikable. I'm adding this to my Libby as we speak. It is. Made me laugh so hard I cried multiple times. I have recommended this memoir to several people. So if you need a good laugh, but also just be aware that there is also a very wonderful but heartbreaking um, chapter on 9-11. So because his mom, um, you know, he grew up in the New York City area and his mom worked closely 
with um, a lot of the first responders. So just mm. okay. just something to be aware of. Okay. Um, but it was so good. It's Can available I recommend- to borrow immediately. Well then And I have a crush on him, so it's double. You know that you're gonna listen to that as soon as you're done with Molly Shannon's. Uh-huh. Or read read mm-hmm. or listen. Will you listen to that one? Because he narrated it. Of course. I gotta listen. Yeah. That's another reason I love celebrity memoirs is that they always narrate it themselves and I mean it's like they're talking to you for nine hours. Michelle Obama. Yeah. Michelle and I hung out I know for eight hours. Yeah. And to hear her say stuff like this skinny, cocky guy walked into my office and thought he was all that. And she's talking about the president, like yeah. eventually President Obama. It's hysterical. Yeah. I love it. I know. I love getting that um, – when you hear their tone of voice. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of memoirs, you can read it and you can kind of hear it in their voice. But I just love actually I know. When it. Molly Shannon narrates, she'll be like, I was so yeah, <laughs> like that's the way she's yeah. narrating it. Yes. Okay. So after Colin Jost, all right, all right. I also listened to "You Can't Be Serious" by Cal Penn. Yes. Cal Penn is an Indian actor okay. who was in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. That was like his big break. Okay. And he's been in several other things since, but he also went on to work in Obama's White House. Oh. He has a background. I'm going to totally mess it up um, in terms of what his education background was. But, like, he was very active in President Obama's hmm. campaign and then ended up working at the White House. So a very interesting shift for someone hmm. who, like, found success in Hollywood. And he okay. also talks about being an Indian actor in Hollywood and that not being the norm um, and how he did get typecast into certain roles and he really – did not enjoy that, but um, yeah. it, it's just been – it's really fun to hear his journey. And then the other one, the third that I read in this trifecta of amazing celebrity memoirs, The Wreckage of My Presence by Casey Wilson. Oh. She was also on SNL for I think only one or two seasons. She tells – Oh, yeah. She is best friends with Jessica St. Clair and that crew. And June she? Diane. Yes. Yeah. So she and June Diane Raphael actually went to NYU together. Okay. And it just – hers was also very funny at times, but also very sad and touching mm. because she talks about the loss of her mother. Mm. And it was just so heartfelt and wonderful. And again, she's another one who just has the most hilarious way of telling a story. Mm-hmm. And so to hear it told in her voice was fabulous. <gasps> All so right. I love those, especially if you're like an SNL fan, aficionado, yes. oh, and you fan. can remember some of the funny skits she was in. Brooke. Amanda. I just came up with something that I have to add to my bucket list. Why? Wait a second. First of all, this needs to be a podcast topic. Okay. What's on your bucket list? I already – the only – basically, I only have one thing so far on my bucket list, but okay. I just added a second. The first thing is I want to see the Northern Lights. Okay. Okay. The second thing is I want to go see SNL Live. Oh, that would be super fun. Yeah. <gasps> I'm in. I'm adding that to my bucket list. Okay. Can I come? Yeah. Can I be your guest? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's okay if you want to take Fernando, but we'll all go. And I don't know how many tickets they give you. We'll all go. Okay. Even if we have to go multiple times. <laughs> okay. But I have to go while Colin Jost is still on there. Because, oh, absolutely. Oh my God. He's adorable. He's so yeah. adorable. Uh, I want to just throw in a couple more. Okay. That I feel like it's almost like I feel like they should be like required reading. Okay. Man's Search for Meaning. By Viktor Frankl. Okay. I don't know that one. Um, Holocaust Survivor. Oh. So that's like – it's a 
absolute classic must read. And also a Holocaust survivor, Edith Eager, who wrote The Choice. Okay. And she actually references Viktor Frankl um, in hers as well. And she is amazing. So those, I feel like I, I've always been um, really interested in learning about the Holocaust. Yeah, me too. Um, so those two are absolute must. Okay. Yes. Good to know. Are yes. there... Um, I have a few of like lesser known or people that are now known for these memoirs, but prior to reading their memoirs, I did not know who they were. Yes. Suleika Jawad wrote an incredible book called Between Two Kingdoms mm. about her experience um, living through leukemia diagnosis mm, mm. and recovery. She sure. had a recurrence after the book was published. So I also social follow her on social media and – um, just a really, really heartbreaking but beautiful, insightful story about her experience going through that and then her experience afterwards going on this solo road trip um, with her dog. Hmm. Um, Michelle Zahner wrote Crying in H Mart. Hmm. I, I guess I like sad memoirs. Hers was also about the death of her mother. Yeah. Um, I like sad memoirs too. But it's also a really beautiful piece on – culture. And so H Mart is a Korean grocery store mm. and her mother was Korean and used to make all of these amazing dishes for her. And Michelle did not learn her mother's recipes. Mm. So one of her ways of coping with the loss of her mother was really learning how to cook mm. these Korean meals. And, you know, the idea of crying in H Mart was mm. going there was such a um, connection to her mom. Hmm. So it was this really beautiful story. Michelle Zahner is in a band. I did not know huh. um, who she – I still don't know her music, but really beautiful story. And then Chanel Miller's Know My Name. Do you know mm -hmm. who Chanel Miller is? Yes, I read that as well. She was Emily Doe in the um, Stanford yes. sexual uh, assault case. And, you know, she read this really impactful – victim impact statement that put her in the spotlight. And then mm -hmm. she eventually revealed her real name and wrote this incredible book about that experience. And she is another just like incredible voice to follow about coming out of something that traumatic um, and the lessons that she's learned from yeah. it and being very vulnerable um, in the face of it and yeah. in the years following. You know, she's still – deals with trauma and is really an incredible artist also to follow on social media. Oh, I didn't know that she – I didn't know. Okay, I'm going to mm -hmm. start following her. Mm -hmm. but we're going to put all of these in the show we notes, are. guys. I, so, I mean, because so we – I don't feel like you got to pull – Yeah, this no. could be like, you know, seven-hour episode. Yeah. You do not have to pull the car over and write all this down. No. We are going to put it in the show notes. Just wanted to share our faves. Do you have any other faves that I did not – well, we both love Matthew McConaughey's. We've mm -hmm. talked about Green Lights quite a few times. We have. This One last great. thing I would add on there is Open by Andre Agassi. I never read that. And I – my parents really loved tennis growing up. And so we did always have tennis on. And that was during the time of like the Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf. So I – it was just really interesting because similar to, you know, you're a celebrity, but your art is sport mm -hmm. and all of the pressure and the judgment and the criticism and the, you know, um, parenting, the trauma, you know, like it, it was really good. It yeah. was a really good book. You and I, before we recorded today, we were like, oh, I wish the Indigo Girls had a memoir. 
And they don't, but they did <sighs> release um, at that. Sundance last year, Sundance Film Festival, um, a documentary called It's Only Life After All, which is so a perfect. Line out of our favorite song. But I can't find a place to watch it. So we're going to need to, I don't know if it's like not been widely released yet or if it will be at some point or if it'll be on a streaming service. So if you know where we can watch it, let us know. But uh, man, Indigo Girls uh, documentary. Man, I'm going to be, be so good. Uh, Weeping. So good. Weeping. Yeah. yeah. Another, okay, two more quick ones. All right. I'm going to throw out there from non celebs. Educated by Tara Westover. Yes. I've heard such good things about this and never read it. So she came from kind of doomsday prepper family that like they literally, their children did not go to school. Mm -hmm. Her father did not believe in school or government or taxes and was like, they, the children worked on the farm and there was several like near death accidents. Like this very, very crazy childhood. Mm. Um, and then she went on to break away from the family and get her own education. And it was just a fascinating story. That was one that I listened to, I think, over the course of two days. I, like, found as much cleaning to do as possible Ugh. so I could keep listening. All right. I We need to just – I just need to stop everything and, and add all these listening. to my list. Yeah. And I feel like we didn't really get to give, like – a full synopsis of any single book, but if if yeah. you're a memoir lover and there are any of these that you have not read, mm -hmm. this is your sign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other one that's kind of like educated, but in a, in a different way is The Glass Castle. <gasps> I was going to say Walls. The Glass Castle. Yeah, it, it reminded me. I read Educated first, and it just it reminded. I mean, unfortunately, it reminded me because they both had mentally ill parents that, yes. you know, they grew up in these very chaotic childhood homes. Um, but just really fascinating to hear people come out of those experiences and, yes. and kind of the life lessons that they can teach the rest of us. I know. Yeah. Okay. I got to just say one last thing, which is I'm listening to a memoir right now that I'm not liking. Okay. I'm listening to, because it's part of our life-changing books club. Okay. Um, I'm listening to Dolly Parton's Song Teller. Well, because it's not really a memoir. It's basically like a seven-hour interview. Yeah. I listened to that too and I was like, ah, I came away with some like interesting Dolly tidbits. But yeah, it wasn't it the memoir like a, that I like wanted It's like a seven-hour interview. Yeah. So I think yeah. I love her and I love her story and it's interesting, but I'm just – the format is not doing it for me. So let me tell you something that you should listen to instead. Okay. Not instead, but like – a much more enjoyable um, listen about Dolly Parton is a podcast called Dolly Parton's America. Okay. It is only nine episodes, so it's probably about the same length as okay. this audiobook that you're listening to. And it is so good. It and was is one it of her? It is no. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, there are interviews with her. Okay. But it's hosted by Jad Abumrad, and I apologize if I mispronounce that. But he is actually the son of the doctor that Dolly Parton became really good friends with and eventually oh, yeah. um, helped to fund the The one she has the COVID song about. Vaccine. Yeah. She has a song about him? I think she – well, she in this um, thing that I'm listening to now, she's talking about uh, – because they ended up creating a foundation in his name. Okay. And she has a song about him. Okay. So I don't – yeah, I haven't made all of like those yeah. connections. Uh -huh. But – but so this all happened before COVID, mm -hmm. but it is a 
fabulous podcast. Hmm. So I mean, okay. maybe right. that could be another all episode, right. all of the limited run like podcasts that yeah. I've listened oh, to. Because, but this was one of my favorites. And, okay. and so the host, you know, has this connection to her, but then he also talks to her family members and just different people. Like she has this unique ability to connect people on either side of the political aisle. Mm. Um so it's just a really fascinating listen. Okay. Okay. Ugh. Well, there, there could be like a million parts to this oh episode. Gosh, but so many. But I right. want to hear what other people yeah, are Yeah, tell us to. your favorite memoirs. Yes. Basically, I'm just going to have to quit my job and read books all yeah. day. We'll put this in the show notes of this episode, but I think we're also going to create a little section on our website. We've got a resources page, and I think we should have like a master running list of all of our book recommendations yes. there. Yes. And we'll divide by category. Okay, I like this. Okay. You'll probably whip that up in five minutes. I mean, it's done. <laughs> it's already done. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Okay. Hey, listeners, Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We're back. We're back. Amanda, what's spark and joy for you right now? I've got kind of a twofer with this one. It is a spark joy and a do your future self a favor. Okay. You'll allow it? I'll allow it. Okay. Okay. Because um, after, you know... Decades long search, I have identified my absolute favorite mascara. This is big. It's big. And it's Ilia. Okay. The Ilia brand mascara. Okay. I discovered it on a visit to Sephora. Um, I think we talked before about how Sephora had this crazy color match system yes, and yeah. the contraption. It was during the contraption day where they took <laughs> the contraption. And they were like, they and I said mascara, and he was like, don't say another thing. And he led me directly to the Ilia section. And um, it has the little brush has two sides to it. It has like the normal mascara side, and then it has almost like a comb side. Okay. So you can start with the one side and then kind of do the comb to do the separating. It's just lovely. It comes off very cleanly. It's nice and full, but not too full. I tried a beauty counter one recently, and I didn't like it. It. Okay. it was very smudgy. I have tried some of their products and I really like some of their products and yeah. I do like that it's clean, but Ilya is also a clean brand. And Brooke, I put it on auto renew Love because they do say that of all your makeup, then the, the mascara is the one that you should replace frequently. Yeah. I have a friend that even replaces it quarterly. She literally yeah. like at the end of the, you know, whatever, even if there's stuff still in there, March 30th, toss it, get a new one. I mean, I don't think a thing of mascara ever lasts me a full quarter. It does, does it? me. Really? Yeah. I feel like I could use it six, eight, six, eight months. Oh, that's too long. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I just have it on auto renew now. So okay. when the new one comes, I'm just going to throw the old okay. one away. Is it waterproof? No. Okay. I like a waterproof mascara because I like I have like teary eyes. Yeah. No, I don't think it's waterproof. I don't like waterproof mascara because That's I feel it. like it's too hard to get off. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have you heard of tubing mascara? No. It's so I have not tried it, but it's all the rage in like the. Forever, Is that a brand? Forever thirty five. No, it's a type of mascara that basically instead of like coating your eyelashes with the 
gunk. Gunk. Mm -hmm. It is literally like creating a tube around each lash. Whoa. And so like when it comes off, it almost comes off in like a bunch of little tubes. What? I have not used it. Caroline Moss from G Thanks just bought it. Her Holy Grail uh, mascara is the Merit brand oh. and she raves about it. Forever 35, they sometimes talk about tubing mascara. I have not tried it. I'm a little scared. And also I'm I'm a, a um, drugstore brand kind of girl yeah. when it comes to makeup. So I just use whatever like cover girl uh -huh. Um, uh -huh. I'm very particular about like the type of wand, but I really don't want to spend more than like $15 on a mm -hmm. tube of mascara. Mm -hmm. So I have not tried it, but it is a thing. And mm -hmm. it's not the fact that it comes in a tube. It itself is tubing. Whoa. Yeah, I know. That's new technology, technology for you. Technology. The kids Sorry, these days with their technology. Yeah. yeah. keep kicking you. That's okay. Um, yeah. So that's Yeah, so that's a twofer because it's my favorite mascara and I've got it on auto subscribe subscribe and see. Okay. Through yeah. Sephora or I'm doing it through Ilya. Sephora. Okay. I think I could have done it through Ilya. I don't know which would have been less or more or whatever, but I think it's through Sephora. Okay. Good times. I'm excited about that. All right. Yeah. What are you doing to do your future self a favor? So I've done this like forever, mm -hmm. but I have been really surprised by people who don't do this. Mm -hmm. So I want to give you some tips. Mm -hmm. So I have my phone set to go on do not disturb mode at 10 p.m. each night. Same. And it stays on do not disturb until 7 a.m. Uh -huh. I know a lot of people who don't do this I because know, mind -blowing. they think that they will miss like an emergency. Mm -hmm. There is a way to override yes. certain contacts. So I always understood that if someone is in your favorites, that do not disturb will be overridden for phone calls. Mm -hmm. And maybe I went in and actually set this up. Mm -hmm. I will post a link to an article from macworld.com mm -hmm. um, about making sure that important people can still get to you. Yes. So, you know, Graham now has a phone or a watch where he can call us. So if for some reason, like, you and I are recording the podcast and I have it on Do Not Disturb, it will still ring if Graham is trying to reach Correct. me. Which doesn't happen during the school day, but, you know, just, right. just in case. Um, and, you know, my parents, like, are on my um, – Favorites list. Favorites. Thank you. They're mm -hmm. on my favorites. So they automatically, again, I believe automatically get. I think that's a setting that you can it's set It's a setting. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So just you can figure out the settings. But I love it because, you know, sometimes I'll be texting with friends at like 945 at night. And then I do try to really turn in and open my Kindle. And even if I'm not like sleeping yet, I just, I don't want the disturbance of mm -hmm. text messages buzzing while I'm trying to like get into sleep mode. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also a big proponent of putting on do not disturb frequently throughout like my work day. Or I'm not as good at that. I will do it like if I'm getting on a Zoom call, I'll make sure to turn on turn on do not disturb so that text messages aren't buzzing yeah, and like I need to do that more distracting yeah. me. Yeah. Um but again I want to make sure that like if the kids school is calling it gets through. So yeah, there's ways that you can override that, but my favor to future you is to set up do not disturb to go on automatically at a certain time each night. Yes. And go off in the morning. I love so it. So you can 
have a good Yeah, it's called sleep. sleep mode. Yeah. I think. Yep. Speaking of disturbances in the middle of the night, you know, we have a lot of foxes around here, Brooke. Mm, they're screamers. Uh, have you heard a fox scream? I have. Yeah, we People, have some in our neighborhood. If you have not heard a fox scream, please pause this, <laughs> go to YouTube and Google fox screaming, and it will terrify you to your very core. Yeah, especially if they're like in a fight with a cat. So- I had a fox last night at approximately 3.30 in the morning that apparently just watched Romeo and Juliet and decided that it was going to serenade me under my window. And it started screaming, like literally outside of my window, serenading me. Junie goes insane, which who's going to blame her because it sounds like somebody's being murdered outside. (laughs) Yeah. That was my night, oh, fun. which is maybe why today feels like such a Monday. But do not disturb on the fox. But I did turn the fan on, ceiling fan, and it muffled a bit. Okay. And not the ceiling fan, like this our tower fan that we have that I sort of use as like a pseudo, or like a pseudo sound machine, like and that noise. that yeah. helped. See, that is something I love a good like nap with white noise on, Mm-mm. but I don't put it on at night in case the kids need me because yeah. I wouldn't be able to hear them. Yeah. Not that, I mean, the kids are older. But They're like, older now. You know, yeah. somebody's getting sick or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But yes. the do not disturb is on. Yes. Automatically. All right. This was fun. All right. And Amanda, this was episode 49. Oh my So God. coming up next week, people. That's right. Next week is going to be the big anniversary. 50 episodes, one year. 50 episodes, one year. And we're excited to celebrate. We are so excited. We hope you are too. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.